1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: I will say this has been a lot of fun here over the last three hours here. First chance I've had to deep dive and talk about the Braves with all of you but I'm not having near the fun that Grant McCauley is because he's actually down in Northport, and he's watching Spencer Strider. He's watching Olson, He's watching Riley. I mean, he's watching spring training here, and he gets to see these guys uh, in person here, and he joins us uh, from uh, the Brace spring training for just a couple of minutes. Hey, Grant, how you doing? friend? What's up, doc? I'm doing very
0: well. In baseball, we consider this, I guess, the new year, so it's uh, been a lot of fun. The sun's out, and as you saw from the videos that I posted on social So were some of the Braves' big bats and one of the biggest arms in baseball.
2: So I, I, I've got a few questions here. Uh, one of them is just a broad question that I'd like to get your thoughts on here. We go into every year. We know how good the team is. I, I found it really fascinating. And, read. you know, Power bowls are what, make of what you will grant. But you could read almost between the lines because so many of the Power Bowls went, Oh, my God, Glasnow and Yamamoto and Shohei o- and everything. The Dodgers are the number one team in baseball. And then they flipped up the page and they looked at the Braves and they went, Oh, 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 okay, well, well hang on, slow down. <laughs> <Yeah>. I... <laughs> who's the best team? I
0: mean, when you look at it, I think that the Braves still have the claim as the best team because they won 104 games last year, and the areas where they needed to, I think, improve, they went out and improved. They have a stronger bullpen. They got Chris Sale. They added Jared Kelnick, who's a young player that they have five years of control that could easily become part of this core if he's able to – Cash in on his, as I've talked about a lot in the past couple of months, considerable talent. So I think Tyler Matzik said it best, is Alex, when it comes to this roster, he's able to fill holes that may not have even been apparent when you were looking, but he just finds ways and finds the right guys and the right candidates to make this club better. And I think they are. Health is going to play a huge role for the Braves, for the Dodgers, and for everybody else. But when you do look around this club, I mean, you can understand why. I mean, there's been a phrase that's been bouncing around in this clubhouse quite a bit, World Series or bust, that, I think, is the Braves mantra as they head into spring training and, of course, head into the regular season and look to get back to October and take care of some unfinished business.
2: All right, let's talk about the three new players. I'm just going to throw the name at you. You tell me where they are standing and what you, what uh, Grant McCauley's expectation level is. Let's begin with the big strikeout left-hander, Chris Sale.
0: I mean, Chris Sale is uh, what a difference maker this can be for a rotation that already has talent. But as we saw last year, after using 16 different starting pitchers, They would like to have not just the talent, but the ability to add somebody that's got the big game experience. He's a strikeout champion, an all-star, a World Series champion as well. I mean, this is a huge, like, not just credibility boost to the Braves rotation because of the name, but this stuff. I mean, and Chris Sale, we talked to him yesterday. You know, He feels like there's significant tread on the tire. He's finally having a healthy offseason. I think this could be one of the sneaky good ads by any club in baseball. And, the Braves are very happy to add another pitcher that they could count on in October to their mix.
2: Uh, Jerry Kellenick, is he the, uh, you know, we've got a lot, of, we've been talking a lot today about, you know, hey, listen, we've gone through some guys that have really good years in left field the Bolars, the Duvalls, the Rosarios. Is he a, a, a guy that you look at and say his game can expand and he could become the long term solution for you there at that position?
0: Definitely. And with five years, I mean, that's no small reason why the Braves did as many moves as they did just to accommodate that Kelnick trade because it was, you know, the first domino in a series of moves for Alex all winter long. And I think it shows you by taking on the money in order to get Garrett Kelnick, just how much they believe in him. So the best part to me about Kelnick in Atlanta, as opposed to his previous situation in Seattle, is that the expectations aren't on him to come in and be a superstar and to carry the team. The Brakes have plenty of superstars. they got plenty of offense. He can just kind of come in – really concentrate on his game and not feel like he's got all the expectation that you have the way that he did for a young, unproven club like Seattle.
2: Uh, Grant McCauley, at Grant McCauley one c on the Twitter there. He's down at uh, Braves Spring Training. Braves has sent like 19 players to the White Sox, uh, and and they get Aaron Bummer. (laughs) Um, And and so, yeah, Chicago Braves Sox. Uh, So where does Bummer – what are your expectations for him, and where does he fit in – You know, is he a night shift guy? Where do you think he fits into this kind of – not that they wouldn't have a new nickname for 789, but where does he fit into this kind of bullpen rotation?
0: Yeah, Tyler Matzik kind of joked to me, whatever we end up calling it or people end up calling us, we'll find out during the course of the season. But, you know, Tyler Matzik's return to be another lefty that the Braves can depend on. But last year they got down to A.J. Minter and very little else when it came to that southpaw side. So they went to the south side of Chicago and got Aaron Bummer Somebody that Alex had gone after at the trade deadline and they couldn't make this deal happen, well, they were able to unload a bunch of guys that they were going to non-tender and turn it into a guy that I feel like and Aaron Bummer is a little bit better than the numbers would suggest from a year ago. I mean, he's a hard-throwing lefty, can miss a lot of bats, can be another tough look out of that bullpen, and they've got a lot of hard-throwing guys. We don't know where Reynaldo Lopez is going to fit yet, but this bullpen, I mean, the depth, from the right side and from the left side, and the swing and miss stuff that they have, Aaron Bummer is going to be a huge part of that for this Braves club, I believe.
2: Yeah, that's one of the reasons I think the Braves are the best team. Not only they still the best starting eight, I think they potentially have the best starting rotation. I think they have the best bullpen in the game. So if you're winning in all those, best infield, best outfield, I mean, you're just the best team here. The one question I have, and it's the one question I have on paper, Grant, that you could help me out with, is in all these trades and unloading all these players. I mean, you'd be unloaded three shortstops early in Vaughn Grissom and Braden Br- 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 Shoemaker and Nicky Lopez is, you yeah. know, a guy like Guillermo. Uh, what about the depth? I I look at guys like J.P. Martinez and Forrest Wall. Is Alex looking at depth positions here? Are we, is that going to be a big focus of the spring? Will we be bringing in more veteran depth help here for the, for the bench? I think it could be.
0: and The bench, now that you have the DH it really has changed the complexity of, of that job for National League general managers. And that's one of the things that you get hand-in-hand with the fact that the Braves, they've got a lot of guys that play every day and that like to play every day and that expect to play every day. So I don't think the onus is so much on Alex to have you know three, four, five different levels of players behind some of the positions that are really set for this club. And he also said there's a, a delicate balance when you're trying to sign the right player in the off season of, Some of these guys could get offers to play significantly elsewhere. And I think uh, Randall Gritchick just signed with the Diamondbacks, and I I saw folks say, well, he's a right-handed hitting outfielder. Why didn't we get him? And, well, you can't promise him any at-bats because you got Jared Kelnick and you got Ronald Acuna Jr. So the two corner positions of the outfield are taken. Marcelo Zuna, by the way, 40 homers and 100 ribs last year is your DH. You just don't have a lot to offer some of these guys. So I think as teams make the difficult decisions that they have to to get to opening day, to cut down that roster – Maybe they find that right player out there that could perhaps bring in and do what Kevin Pillar did last year. I felt like he was kind of the perfect candidate to maybe bring back in that same role, but he joined his old Braves teammates in Chicago. He's also playing for the White Sox. It's pretty crazy. How many former Braves are going to be playing for Chicago this year?
2: I think it's like eight. (laughs) <laughs> At like, least, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's like eight or nine. I mean, it's like, oh, okay. You go over to the White Sox camp, hey, I know all these guys. We're <laughs> right. uh, talking with uh, right. another another couple of minutes with Grant McCauley as we get ready for the spring training opener Saturday against the Tampa Bay Rays down in Florida, and baseball season will be here before you know it. Uh, Grant, uh, the question, uh, and brace fans continue to ask about leadership on the team, you know, losing Ron Washington, and you can't blame him. Hey, listen, you got another bite at the apple, even at his age, it's great here. But from a player standpoint and uh, and all, is, is that what has been lagging the postseason? Or has it been the last two years you just ran into a buzzsaw? Was it the time off? And I know they tried the whole Gwinnett-Striper practice game thing. Because yeah. if it's World Series or bust, you're going to have to perform in the, in the, in the postseason. And they haven't done it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they've got to figure out a way to do that. And I really did feel from going to those practices, the scrimmages, whatever you want to call them, that they were trying to make the most of that time. But there's a big difference in suiting up against another club that's really trying to beat you and doing what amounted to a glorified practice session. And I'm not saying that they won't try to do that again, because I can tell you this, they view the division as the number one step towards getting back to October and being able to control their own fate by not having to play in the wild card round. Because I can tell you, it wouldn't be much more fun to get knocked out in the wild card round than it is in the NLDS, but regardless, as you pointed out, they've got to find a way to perform. So you can't lay it all at the feet of it being the time off that got them. I think that you've got to give a lot of credit to the Philadelphia Phillies and the intensity in which that team has played the game the last couple of years. Whatever the case is, the Phillies are the team that won, and the Braves have got to figure out a way to beat them or whoever else come October. But I think some of that intensity, some of that leadership, and the experience of you know winning the World Series, yes, But on the flip side of that coin, what they've referred to a lot in the past few days as that sour taste they have in their mouth in the last two Octobers. Nobody wanted to go out and end their season the way that they did last year. Ozzie Albies, Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, these are all guys that said, this has really stuck with us. It hasn't really left. We haven't stopped thinking about it. We're ready to do something about it. And that hard work starts in the spring. But when you get to October, they know what they need to do, I think, and they've just got to figure out a way to go out there and
2: get it done. A final question for, for you right now, Grant, only only because it's a topic of conversation, even though we haven't even started this year. Uh, we haven't even started spring training this year. We're already talking about the future. Um, it is my impression – tell me if I'm wrong here. My, it's my impression that Alex Anthopoulos will at some point through the season, maybe midway through or something, you know, start to sit down and talk about Max Fried, and we'll see where he's at, where the team is at. And with Ronald Acuna, I, my, my impression is, brave for life, that's great, but I think that uh, they sit down with Ronald and say – Come back to us this time next year, and let's talk. You know a little bit more, but I don't think they're inclined to make much of a move on an extension now.
0: No, I mean, and it's the interesting thing is there was a very clickbaity headline that went out this week that was not at all in the context. I mean, because I was standing right there, I know what the question was, and I know what the answer was, and it was not Ronald trying to you know throw his weight around and get a new contract. And so I think any of that drama was just all for people who maybe weren't in the room, but. He does want to be a brave for life. Does that happen this year, next year? I don't know. He's as many as five years away from free agency. Max Freed, to kind of go back to that before it gets lost in the shuffle, I can't tell you that they haven't had talks. I can't tell you that they've had substantial talks because neither side is commenting much about it. Max Freed has said I'm focused on 2024. Alex Antopoulos has been very complimentary of Max and the way that he goes about everything. But I would have to imagine that there's been some conversations and could continue to be. But he's in a different place than a Spencer Strider was when he got his extension because the closer they get to free agency, we've seen this, John, you know, you just those extensions I think become a little bit more difficult to work out. But I think the Braves would love to have Max Freed in their rotation for years to come. Can they work that out before free agency? We're all going to find out together. But with Ronald, he's locked in. Would they be smart to go ahead and maybe extend this contract and try to make him a brave for life? Absolutely. And I can't imagine that has not been thought about in no uncertain terms, in that Braves front office, about hmm, long term, how do we make that happen, and when can we do it?
2: Well, Grant, I don't have to tell you to enjoy it, but uh, you know, enough talk about you know, long term contracts and ice cream machines and whatnot. Let's let's get to baseball <laughs> here.
0: Yes, sir. I'm you, looking you know, forward I,
2: to it. I, I'm ready for it. Thanks much. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking quite a bit through the season. Thanks, appreciate it, you Grant. You got it. Take care.